pull up a chair and buckle up. It's the Original Strength Podcast. Hey guys, I am with my good friend, Glenn Lee. Glenn is not just a friend, he's also a client at the yes. OSI, the Original Strength Institute, and he's a pastor at a church called Church Alive. Mm-hmm. Glenn, thanks for being with me today. Thank you, what an honor. So the reason I've got Glenn here is because he has experienced some amazing changes mm-hmm. uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, and I thought it would just be fun to talk about. But really, though, one of the first changes I want to ask you about is when COVID started, mm-hmm. or in somewhere after COVID started, you were the pastor of a church that did not have a home. That's true. What was that like, and how did that even happen? Wow. Well, in a short, we sold our building prior to COVID, and we're moving into Willow Spring High School. And all that was worked out, and we were building a building on... Uh, 1010 Road here in Raleigh, but so obviously when COVID hit, uh, the schools shut down, no meeting, no nothing, and then we had to get out of the building because we didn't own the building anymore. So we clamored and worked hard and had outdoor church. We met in every building we could find, but it was quite a journey, uh, one that I don't care to live again, but uh, but it taught me a lot. Uh, it taught me a lot about endurance and and so now we are about to purchase the Fuquay Marina Sports Center on Highway 55 in Fuquay. So all things work together for good. Right on. Yep. Did it, and this is a weird question, but did it, so being a man of faith, mm-hmm. did that test your faith? It tested my faith like most, no other time in my life. <clears throat> I was very, very uh, struggling, struggling with God, had questions for God. God had forgotten us, forgot our church. And uh, one thing I did learn through all this again, or was reminded through all this, is God can handle our questions, and He can handle our frustrations, and He can handle our conversations with Him, um, because He's a big God. And so He gave He gave me peace, and uh, so it all worked out. It didn't work out in my plan in the way I thought it was going to work out, but but it worked out great. Also, yeah. All right, so along with that, you yourself personally mm-hmm. experienced a great deal of change. I did. Uh, and not the last two years, but it's probably been a, a journey even before that, or but recently, significantly, visually, mm-hmm. you've had some major change. I have. How much, how much weight have you lost? I have lost 50 pounds since September of last year. So it's been a journey. And uh, a lot of that, Tim, was changing my diet, just just really watching what I eat, eating the right things, getting my metabolism where where I need it to be, you know, in our conversations in the past, and I'll echo it again, your best days are right now, I do believe that, and your glory days are right now. They're not back when you were 18 or 20, those were glory days then, but you're not there now. And so I, I looked at myself one day and thought, I've got to, I got to do something. You know, I gotta, I gotta get myself back on track. So, yeah. And, all right. So, you looked at yourself and you said, "I gotta do something." Mm-hmm. Why? What made you look at food, or what? What, what things did you look at? Yeah. Well, I'm a self-motivated person. So typically, I'll get to a place in my life where I'm like, "Okay, I gotta move. I gotta move. I gotta do, do something. I gotta get some some momentum here." Yes, uh, I think food owns us too often, and I think we're addicted to it. I know I was addicted to food. I would just eat just to eat, just because it was time to eat. And uh, I think one of the most freeing things for me 
in the whole food realm is I don't do that anymore. I don't starve myself. I do eat, but now when I eat, I actually taste the food. I taste what the food really tastes like, and that is a is a wonderful experience. I mean, sometimes I think we get lost or, or don't realize maybe we don't taste that food the way it should taste. But So I think not allowing the food to have control of my life has been has been a huge of a huge plus for me so and me you know using food as the catalyst and the tool as to what it should be and the design of the food to fuel me not not to make me obese or out of control so yeah but you've not just been watching what you eat though because right I've been calling you Samson <laughs> Because you, yeah, you seem funny. to be carrying some guns around with you every, everywhere you go. <laughs> well, I've always loved lifting weights, so I've done that my entire life. But one thing I love about original strength is it's not about weightlifting. It's more about the utilization and the catalyst of your own body and your body type. And and you coming to grips with you're not I'm not competing against anybody. I'm I'm working hard myself to be better and to get better myself and so when I'm in that atmosphere it's a it's a great atmosphere it's very challenging it's very uh, motivating for me to to get better I will say I do think I might be the strongest I've been in 30 years to be to be point blank um, I don't really think about that but when I'm doing things or I'm lifting just things, normal things, or, or I'm, you know, I'm working around the house. The other thing that I would say, Tim, is the endurance. <clears throat> I think uh, being able to, to endure and, and work it out and not get tired. So, you know, when I, when I was carrying around the extra weight, I would be tired and no energy and lethargic. But I don't feel that way anymore. You know, I'm ready to roll. I'm an early morning person by nature. I love getting up, love starting my day. So, but yeah, I think I think original strength is 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 a powerful tool. No matter where you're at, it does not matter where you're at in life. If you're 17 or you're 85, it does not matter. That's what I love about it. You start, you begin your journey, and uh, and you incrementally get better and stronger. I really I really can't believe how strong how much stronger I've gotten even since September and I've worked out at original strength for a number of years. Mm -hmm. But really the focus and the energy now is there uh, really at a very high level. So but, so with all this change you've been experiencing mm -hmm. um, but you've also kind of caught fire. Yes. And like, for instance, you, you're, you're looking to, you, you want to be a coach. Mm -hmm. Yes. You, you want to help other people. I do. Uh, what, so what do you want to do? Oh my goodness. Well, oh, wow. I am a motivator and an inspirer. And I think our story, no matter what our story is, everybody's got a story. Our story should be a motivator for everyone or, or, or some people anyway. So my goal Obviously, as a pastor, I am a coach. I think coaching and pastoring are very similar uh, in a lot of ways. But I want to inspire and help other people. And, uh, and the beauty of it is you're not comparing yourself to other people. You, you can't. I think that's what we do a lot. I mean, we, we just go, oh, if I could just look like that, or if I could just be like that, or I could, 
you know, crawl like that or, or climb like that. It's really not about that. It's really starting where you are, getting a grasp on, on who you are, and then moving forward. Because I think original strength also helped me intern as much internally as it did externally. It, it really helped me and helps me, I don't want to say that past tense because it's still helping me, with a mindset and, a, and, a, and an ideology in me that really, if you set your mind to do something, I really think you can do it. I really believe that you can, you can do what, pretty much whatever you want to do. So, and it doesn't matter your age. That's what I love about it. It does not matter your age. So speaking of mindset, mm -hmm. um, I've noticed when you introduce yourself lately, you, you, don't you, don't, you don't really tell people you're a pastor. Right. What do you tell them? I tell them I am a writer, because I am a writer. And I'm actually writing a book. Uh, I'm writing a book on uh, mental health. Uh, can I go there just for a yeah. second? So mental health and our physical health are really incredibly tied together. And uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you feeling good about yourself. You, I do believe we, we need to grasp that. And so the, the parallel and the connectedness to our mental state and our physical state is profound. And so because I have a history of dealing with mental illness, not necessarily myself, but by family in a very powerful way, I was raised in a mentally unstable home and um, it, it, it propelled me to realize that I, at, even at a young age, I had to do some things and set some things up in my life for me not to allow bad thoughts or, or, or whatever to control me any more than food can control me. So together, I believe when those things work together, obviously in our spiritual, the, the spiritual side of us, then I think we become whole. And I think, man, if, if we can live whole, there is so much, so much positivity and so much power uh, that all of us can exude and, and can come out of us. And, and that's what I wanted. I want to inspire people. I want to encourage people, motivate people, and, uh, and let, let people know you're, you're not done. You're, you're not, it's not over, you know. So, so not for nothing, not to be weird, but mm -hmm. like so growing up, I mean, I grew up in a church. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anything like that before. Mm -hmm. I know. I really haven't heard that much about it either in the church. But I do think, well, God designed our bodies. He put it together. Who knows better of how our body works than the Creator? And so I think to deny that connectedness and not to realize the power of it, I think, is a real injustice to us and does a real travesty to our lives. And, uh, and, and even being able to physically handle the load of whatever it is you do in life. If you're, a, if you're a professor, if you're a lawyer, you're a teacher, you're a politician, you're a pastor, all of stress. I mean, stress comes in. So stress is a killer. I'm just, I, I wholeheartedly believe uh, stress is, is a horrible, horrible deal. And being able to learn you because we all deal with stress differently so being able to learn 
how I handle stress and, and what I need to do in my life to set it up to where, where when it comes or when the load gets heavy, I've got some things set up in my life to help cushion that and, and to help me plow through that and, and to work through that. So, awesome. yes, but you're right. The church doesn't really talk too much about the connectedness of the physicality and the spirituality. I think there's a lot of power in that. There's though. a lot of power in it. So it's kind of unfortunate. It is. But I'm going to work to change that. Right on. <laughs> All right. So my last question, I think, yeah. um, when you do introduce yourself to people now, mm -hmm. you do, you tell them you're a writer, mm -hmm. you're, you're a mental health coach, That's correct. You're, you're a trainer. Yep. Um, and even though, like, say so you're, you're writing the book mm -hmm. and it's not out yet and stuff, no. but even before you started writing the book, you mm -hmm. had told me that I'm a writer. I did. I, Right. So yes. how important oh. is it to set yourself up like that, to, That's to, good. to say something or speak something mm -hmm. before it? Well, boy, I could talk all day about that. But I think because I'm a dreamer, my personality is a dreaming personality. I've, I've noticed through the years, if I hold hold those dreams inside, they don't I don't have any accountability to them. There's there's no they're just me having conversations with myself. And we all have conversations with ourselves all the time. So, but when you verbalize it, it's as if you're getting it out there and you're declaring ahead of time, this is, this is who I am and this is what I do. And so that's important to me. And so I've been a writer for years. I just haven't written a book, mm -hmm. but but for me to declare I'm a writer, and I do it all the time now because it helps me conceptualize I've got to get my book done. I've got to get this thing accomplished or I'm a, I'm a fitness coach or I'm a life coach or I'm a mental health advocate of which I am. And then I'm a pastor. I only say, and I want to say this, I don't say that I'm not a pastor first because I'm embarrassed of it. I'm actually not embarrassed of it at all. I just know sometimes how people perceive that and then they become, they may become a little closed off and not really want to talk or really be who they really are. I, I love people's realness and the reality of where they're at. And, and that's why I do that uh, in that way. But, but the power of proclaiming it and declaring it beforehand, actually, you know, the hardest step in getting anything done is the first step. That is the hardest step bar none. If we can get that first step in there, we've created momentum. That's the, that's the momentum we need, and then it's another step, and then it's another step, and then it's another step. I think if you declare out loud who you are, whether it's the field you work in or not, or whether it's the, uh, you know, what you currently do, but it is who you see yourself as, and it is what you believe you will be doing and you are going to accomplish, you're verbalizing it so you can hear it as well. I'm hearing myself say that. Over and over and over, and I'm going. Yes, this is this is who I am, and this is what I do, and it does create that accountability for me. So, I would encourage you, in that way, to uh, to embrace that too. Embrace it. That's powerful. I I think it is. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So, what's next for Glenn? What's next for me is I got to finish my press and reset test. Uh, I want to coach with uh, original strength. But I also want to finish my book. I do believe in my book, my book will be, uh, it'll have to do with the mental, the spiritual, 
the emotional and the physical, the, the fullness of, of who we are. Some of it in some of that book will deal with my own my own journey, but also it's I mean, we all have a journey and, and there'll be a lot of identifiable things in there. But but the book is is about overcoming and that really would sum up my life, an overcomer. I am an overachiever as well, but but an overcomer and not allowing circumstances and things to dictate the rest of your life. You gotta plow through and move through. So what's next for me is is teaching, training. Uh, I wanna I wanna continue my uh, fitness. I have a goal by the end of this year. I wanna be the strongest that I've been in my entire life. Stronger than I was at 20 when I was playing basketball uh, for my for my school. Uh, but and I believe that I will be. And so there's some goals that I've set. But I want to inspire and uh, I want to encourage people, and especially with COVID. I think COVID has gonna, is going to have such residual ongoing impacts. Uh, our people are anxious still. There's a lot of mental struggle. There's a lot of darkness and depression uh, in that realm. So I want to I speak into that as well and really, really encourage people to embrace their best self and, and rise out of the ashes of of, uh, of who they are and, and rise to the top. And so that's what I want to do. And I'll keep pastoring as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Glenn, thanks so much for being Thank on the show. You. This Thank was you awesome. so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now get outside and play.